Welcome to the 19th episode of the Conscious Podcast. On this podcast, I got to share an awesome conversation with my longtime friend, the lovely Bianca Romeo. Bianca is a personal trainer, fitness coach, and co-founder of 141 Fitness. We spoke about Bianca's journey to finding her rewarding career, trying different interests to find what you like, focusing on what you can control in life, long-term thinking for better results, being intentional with your time, simple health and fitness tips, and making good habits part of your daily lifestyle, plus a heap more. Bianca is such a beautiful human with a wealth of knowledge and experience to share. It was amazing to finally share this conscious conversation after waiting so long. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you do too. Welcome to The Conscious Pod. My name is Carlos Cerullo, and this is your place to cultivate wisdom, awareness, life insights to raise your being and become more conscious in your daily life. I'm always looking for ways to optimize my health. I'd been feeling a slump in overall health and energy since about March this year. I noticed it was when I stopped taking my daily greens drink. So a few weeks ago, I researched the best out there and I found More Life Alkalizing Greens and am now a big fan. It tastes so good. It has 18 plus fruits and veggies, no added sugars or processed sweeteners, helps support gut health with pre and probiotics plus digestive enzymes, supports your immune system and helps your body thrive in an alkaline state with this super convenient alkalizing nutrient green boost. I think everyone needs this in their life. It's just that thing you can just have every single day that just makes you feel so much better and puts so much good stuff into your body. My favorite greens is the acai raspberry flavor. For conscious podcast listeners, if you go to their site, www.morelife.com, M-O-R-L-I-F-E, and use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. If you know me, you know I'm always having a laugh and rocking a big smile. Because I like to enjoy some pleasures like coffee and red wine fairly often, it was a struggle to keep my teeth white. This was a problem for me because my smile was the first thing people see, and I didn't want stained teeth to be the first thing people notice. I needed a natural whitening solution other than the toothpaste that weren't really getting results. So I tried Carbon Scrub's activated charcoal teeth whitening powder and my teeth were noticeably whiter, even so that people were commenting on my teeth. This is so simple to use, indigenous, natural, cruelty-free, handmade in Melbourne and a really good price. For Conscious Podcast listeners, if you go to their site, www.carbonscrub.com, use the code CARLO15, all in uppercase, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Bianca, how are you? I'm very well, Carlo. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. What are you up to today? Um, it's a Wednesday, so I got up early in the morning, about 5.30am, and we started work at 6am, and then um, have breakfast after that, come back and train, and then do some more work on the computer and do some jobs, and now I'm here. Yeah, lovely. And what was work this morning? So this morning we have our HIT class, which is our high-intensity class, and that runs through most of Wednesday's classes. Yeah. Awesome. So every morning, same time, there's HIT or there's different classes? Uh, so we have different classes Monday to Thursday, but what I coach on Wednesdays is HIT. 
awesome. Yeah. And this is your own facility, 141. I know. It's a dream come true. Love it. And listeners, if you have listened to, I think it was the third episode, might even be the second episode with Daniel Coglin, that is Bianca's partner in business and in life. And they've created this amazing facility and there's just such a good vibe about it. And uh, you're about to celebrate your first birthday as well. Yes. So our first birthday is coming up. We opened on 24th of July, 2017. Uh, So that's coming up real soon. So I'm super excited to celebrate that with all of our members and future members as well. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait to do a little workout. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's on the podcast now, so I have to turn up. Yeah, you've definitely got to be here. Lock it in. <laughs> cool. And we've known each other for a, a while. I, th- I had mm-hmm. to think back to when exactly we met because it wasn't through it wasn't through my sister because you went to school with my sister, mm-hmm. but it was at the Age Expo in Melbourne That's at Caulfield right. Racecourse. Yes. I was um I was representing my school at the time, mm-hmm. um, Cedar. And I think we were just handing out flyers to kids that yeah, wanted to I was, um, I know was what there. to do. Yeah. I was working at the Australian Institute of Fitness yeah. at the time. So we had an expo and you were part of the expo as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um, we bumped into each other and yeah. we've kept in contact ever since. I just remember walking past because <laughs> I, I, I remembered your face from just, I can't remember. Probably around school. Would have been that, would have been yearbooks or something like that and I always remembered your your last name because I know people with the same last name and I remember walking past and just being like I know who it is but I don't know her name and then I just remember my mate was just like just go say hello like if you know who it is and you're both from Mildura Mm. it's going to be a conversation starter and then um yeah, we kept in contact since then. Mm-hmm. We ended up uh, working in the same company together. Yeah. And side note, dominating with that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we live in the same in the same town, and we've been friends ever since. But for people that don't know you, what's a quick wrap up of your life from start till now? Wow. Okay, a quick wrap up. So I suppose um, this I did get involved in the fitness industry when I turned around about 18. I actually went to university to study film and television, which was my passion and photography, but I didn't complete that. I moved back home to work in photography and a year later I went off to study my personal training course in fitness. Uh, so I worked in Melbourne for a while and then moved back home to start working for myself which I rented a gym locally and did my own Bianca Romeo fitness training for about, how long would that be? Maybe maybe two years. Um, and then I worked out of a garage myself for like another three to four years and now I'm here and we've created One for One Fitness, which is a epic venue that we're so excited to bring everyone to and it's a lot of fun. That's a bit of a wrap-up, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> in the fitness journey, there's always more to it, but that's yeah. um, how I got to where I am at the moment in business. Nice. And so you went to uni to do film? Film and television, yeah. Yep. So that was the passion at the time or interest at the time? It definitely was. I really enjoyed the filming and the editing part of videos and the photography, editing. It was all the back-end stuff. I didn't really want to be in front of the camera or anything. I much preferred being behind Uh, And I did like it, but uni just wasn't really for me. And I think the uni I went to, uh, which just wasn't going to get me to where I had my ambitions in film. And then I found another passion, which I am really glad I followed. Yeah. So was that just a step of you working out and you were like, hey, I really like this. I want to become a personal trainer. Or was there 
another step to get there. Well, I suppose if anyone uh, is young and listening to this and has been to university and you live on college, you probably understand that, you know, you might gain five to 10 kilos <laughs> in your first year. So I was one of those people, you know, I got sucked into all of that. And when I came back home for the summer break, I lost all of that and I got really fit. I got fitter than I was before I left. And then people started to ask me to train them. Uh, So I decided, you know, I'm going to go and get my qualification and see where this takes me. And then from there it was you got the qualification and then you started working in a gym. And then from there you were like, hey, I like this thing. I want to do it myself. Yeah, it was. I started working in Melbourne uh, and I was very nervous at the time, especially when I moved back to work for myself. But uh, it's just a matter of, you know, finding the mentors as well that will give you that encouragement yep. and that push. And then, you know, you just need a bit of a confidence booster sometime and you've got to find your own way in the business world. Yeah. And what do you love about being a personal trainer? Oh, I think it's it's just the appreciation from the people that you train when they really put in the effort and achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're giving someone advice and they're actually taking it on and you can see, you know, that they've lost 10 kilos or they've lost 10% body weight or someone that loses 20 kilos. And even if they don't, their goal isn't to lose weight. It's just that they're getting healthier, fitter. You know, they might go to their doctor and their doctor says, you're amazing, keep doing what you're doing. Um, And just the fact that, you know, we can turn someone's day upside down. Well, not upside down. Hopefully the right way up. If they walk (laughs) in here. From down to up, Yeah, you know, if they're having a shitty day and they walk in here, you know, they usually walk out feeling amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you go with dealing with all the different types of personalities and energies that you get from (laughs) your different clients? (laughs) It's fascinating. Like, it's a, I, yeah, there's so many different personalities that come in here. Uh, as a personal trainer though, you know, I've learned with experience to be able to work with various types of personalities and, you know, the certain types of people that you can really push and the certain types, you know, maybe they're having a bad day and you really can't push them or they just want to come here and get their stuff done. You know, maybe they don't even want to talk to you that day. Uh, so, you know, it's just a matter of experience um, and hopefully I, I do get a gauge on people quite well that if I need to partner them with someone or put them in a class with current clients that hopefully they're going to gel with that group that they're going to be in as well. Usually it works out like 95, 99% of the time. Yeah. So what's the hat that Bianca puts on? Is it the, I'm going to push you until you vomit or is no, it the... I'm, no, people I'm think see. that yeah. though. It's funny. People this, think... All right. Oh. Side note. Bianca used to train me and it was literally push me till I vomit. So oh. that's, that's my view on, on your... You can take it though. <laughs> yes. You can work I, I wanted that. I was like, yes, push me hard. Yeah. yeah. If you say, hurry up, do more, I'll do it. Look, if somebody's goal is fitness, then yes. They need to be pushed. But if somebody has a goal, like a physical goal that's weight loss or they want to look better, things like that, then no, you don't need to push them to that extent um, that they're going to feel completely sick. But yeah, a lot of people think that I'm this this crazy hard ass. (laughs) But uh, no, I just, just, you know, I can read people. I think I'm a bit more known for the little look that I might give you if you're sneaking off in the corner and (laughs) slacking off, you know. So um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can be nice. I can be mean, I suppose. Love it. Love it. That's <laughs> awesome. What are you most excited about in life right now? I think at the moment it would be our birthday coming up. Yep. So it's pretty awesome that we get to celebrate a year being in business. Uh, and, you know. Not many last a year. Yeah. Especially as an independent owner of a gym type thing. It's not a franchise. It's your own thing. 
it's fairly new sort of style of training as well. It is. It's it's a tough industry, I suppose. But that's why, you know, you've got to learn to crawl before you can walk. And what I did was establish uh, a business on my own with my clients first before I went bigger, I suppose. You know, there's no way I would have opened this up when I just moved into Mildura. Um, so we're very lucky that most of my clients did come over with us to 141 Fitness and we've got a whole new range of various clientele as well, which are all amazing. I guess that's a good lesson in, in business is to mm. test things first. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, most things, that's one thing I've learned from listening to mentors in business as well. Um, you know, I'm going to throw a name out there, especially Lewis Howes, something he said once School stuck with me. Yep. Yeah. When he's like, you know what, like sell the product before you create it. And we really, we tried that with a few things because things like our 28 day challenge, um, even our macros, things that take a lot of work behind the scenes. I didn't want to put in all that effort if people weren't interested. Uh, So we put that out there and then made sure we had the interest there. And then we proceeded to develop those programs and we've had amazing results from those programs thus far, especially the 28 day challenge. Um, And now the macros that the girls going into and some of the guys too. Awesome. And so that lesson is to, what was it again? Sell sell what you have yeah. before you have it. Yeah. To do, was? yeah. I suppose, yeah, put a dollar on it and sell it yep. and then create it. Yeah. You know, give yourself, <laughs> and then you've got a deadline. It's a lot like I do with our events, like uh, even our Christmas parties or the birthday event coming up. We, we're just basically locking people in and getting the interest and we've created this event. Um, but, you know, we might still have a bit of planning, a lot of planning yeah. to do behind the scenes to gauge on if it's worth doing it and most of them have been. Yeah, I suppose that's a different approach to, I've been taught that approach as well and it's it's somewhat hard to grasp because sometimes you're like, oh, but I can't sell something I don't have mm. and I need to do all this work. But if you do all the work and you don't sell any, then you've used all that time yeah. to create something without knowing that there's actually a want and a need in the marketplace. Yep. And in this industry, you need to know that there is that want and need um, and work towards what people are wanting and needing. I suppose it's just efficiency. You know, mm-hmm. we're all we're all racing against the clock that we need to use our time as efficient as we can be in this day and age. Yeah. And we were talking about the other day as well at the footy when we are watching Daniel play. Um, there's, there's enough room in every market for mm. you to still be successful and have your clients and run a successful business. It's, yeah having that scarcity of, oh, but there's another gym popping up. It's yeah. like, yeah, they'll attract their clients. We'll have our clients and it's yeah. all good. Absolutely. You've just got to be yourself. Yeah. You know, as soon as you start to copy someone else, you're always going to be two, ten steps behind because yeah. it's not your mind. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're yourself, you know, people will be attracted to you and love you for you. Yeah. I agree. What's one profound realization you've had this year? Mm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, oh, I think one profound realization I would have had this year would be a matter of just letting go of what people think of you and what everyone else is doing, uh, in the industry, in whatever way, just because you cannot control it. I've, yeah, I've let things, you know, bother me, uh, lost sleep over, but I cannot control them. So we've just taken a step back and I've just tried to prioritize my energy on things that I can control in my life and our business as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's certainly not easy, but you know, it's something that we could definitely all do more of. Mm-hmm. So that was then noticing what was affecting you and just going, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. And sleeping on it. 
you know, sometimes <laughs> I'd get an email and it might bother me, but I'm just like, no, I've got to sleep on this and I'll re- stick to my business hours for one and I'll write back to that person, you know, 8 a.m. the next morning with a fresh mind mm-hmm. as well. Not at 11 p.m. Yeah. when they're not even awake. I don't check your emails after <laughs> work. Like, do not check them after 8 p.m. You will not sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you're living your purpose? I think so. It feels like I am. Like I'm I'm very happy with what I'm doing. Uh, I may wake up every morning and, you know, Daniel will vouch me on this one that I don't want to get out of bed because <laughs> it's 5.23 a.m. When the, when the alarm and goes when, off. When did people start rocking up? Around 5.45? <laughs> no, they're okay now. And when yeah. we opened, it was like 5.40 a.m. And we're like, crap. We got to get a move along, yeah. but um, no, they rock up about five to six now. Yeah. Everyone enjoys their sleeping in winter, so it's not too bad. <laughs> I'm definitely that one that rocks up right a minute before we start. Yes, there are a few of those, and you, when they walk in, you know you got to start the class. They're right on time, six a.m. every morning. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm. Um, look, I do have something that sticks with me in this one and it was someone who mentored me when I was back at the Australian Institute of Fitness and it didn't mean much to me at the time but I bumped into him at one of the Australian Phylex Expos probably at the time where I'd finished my life coaching course and I was at a a bit of a state with my personal training business where I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing PT or if I was going to go down coaching um, and he actually took the time of day, like this guy, you know, he, he, time is money for him, but, you know, he said to me, let's catch up after he'd spoken at Firelex and, um, he went through his, so his what's, what's Firelex? Is that a, it's a big fitness expo on okay. once a year. And, um, yeah, I was so appreciative that he took the time to sit down and, you know, I told him where I was at with my life and like, he even made me a bit emotional. He said to me like, well, who's looking after you? <laughs> And at the time, you know, I was like, oh, I don't know who's looking out for me. And he said to me, he said, don't throw a baby out with the bath water. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? I've heard it, but I, I'm still trying to think now, what, what does yeah. it mean? So I, I asked him, I was like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, you've got something good going on, like with your PT. Why would you just like throw that away and completely start something out of the woodwork? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just felt like that was pulling me in that direction. And he's like, why don't you incorporate them together? You could do this, this, and this. Anyway, I thought about it. I was still a bit stubborn. I'm like, no, I want to go in this, you know, coaching direction. Um, so I, I dabbled my foot in it, and then I soon realized that it really wasn't 100% for me. So I went back to PT, and I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Yep. So I put 110% in, and I think that's what really got me off the ground and where I am at the moment. Without him giving me that push, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be here. Yeah, so in in trying to incorporate both of them. So having having your main passion, and the example I heard the other day is something I wouldn't say but it's like your main steak and you have mm-hmm. your side dishes with your meal yeah uh, obviously I wouldn't be eating steak but <laughs> <laughs> it's you got your main steak but you can you can try the other side meals but then once that side meal you know you try it and it's really good you can put them together and it becomes that meal yeah but you know if, if you're just liking the steak you don't have to have those other things there so putting that analogy back into what we're talking about is mm-hmm. you tried the other the other thing, which I is did. fine to do. Like if you were interested in it, I think that's important to then follow that and see where it goes. But if it's not working, then you know to, hey, 
Let's go back the other way. Yeah, and I think it just came down to being like, oh, you know, like a a, a little bit good at everything or amazing at, at one, one thing. thing. Yep. Um, and really mastering that, mm-hmm. which is the path I've decided to go down. Yep. At the moment. So how many different things did you try? <laughs> Because <laughs> you haven't even mentioned the modelling part as well, the fitness modelling. No, <laughs> no, we'll leave that out, I suppose. It was never going to be money yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've tried a few. You know, I've done, I've done the life coaching, um, the network marketing, yep. and the PT. Uh, in terms of main interests, I suppose those three would be the majority. Yeah, and then from there, you were just like, I love doing the personal training. Yeah, I just I just focus on that and focus on developing in that field. And, you know, everything I've learned along the way, like especially from mentors in network marketing especially, um, and the things I learned in coaching, the people I met, the methods of coaching as well, which has really been incorporated generally into the fitness industry now anyway, uh, they've really helped me develop as a coach. Yeah, and I think that a lot of that stuff is a, l- a lot of communication mm. and people-to-people skills. Oh, 100%. And I think I surprisingly enjoyed the face-to-face contact where I'm like, I'm really not an extroverted person in my personal life. I'm incredibly introverted. (laughs) Um, But in my work life, I have to be extroverted. So I'm a complete different persona. And just being able to talk to people face-to-face, you can see how they're feeling. You know, you can feel and sense how they're feeling too. So that way you can get the most out of them. With coaching, it was it was a bit more through Skype and I just couldn't quite gel with that method of coaching. Just personally, you know, it's not mm-hmm. that it's not wrong. It's just wasn't for me, that's yep. all. I think that's important, noticing what mm. works for you and going in, all in on that. Like it's, if, if you're not someone that takes phone calls, you're probably not – going to yeah. be very good at phone sales. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. take phone calls. You just have to talk to just Daniel. I'll let it ring until you leave a voicemail. No. I'll call you back. <laughs> I'll text you, maybe send an email saying, hey, I got yep. your message. But <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And it's it's majority email now. So it's like, hey, just shoot me an email and I'll get back yeah. to you. It's a business card, but it just has an email. There's yep. no phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I've put Daniel's phone number yeah. on Facebook, so it's not mine. <laughs> what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Mm. Mm. Okay. Ah, uh, plenty. So much advice. <laughs> <laughs> so 16, you're at high school. Uh, I think the main thing, look, there's probably two things. My, myself, I would probably tell myself just not to worry as much what people think. When you're 16, you can get so caught up in what people say about you, mm-hmm. uh, the rumors, things like that, you know, it can really make you upset. And I think that uh, is very tough on teenagers now, especially females, but both like males as well, you know, it's getting pretty rough out there. But in general, like everyone that's 16 years old to just be kind Mm -hmm. and, and stick up for what you know is right. Like if somebody's having a tough time or they're getting bullied, it's okay to call someone out on it. You know, I actually called someone out at footy the other day before you came over because (laughs) They were yelling out to a footy player that he's fat. And I'm like, I just said, you know, like, why? Would, would oh, was that the crazy group next to us? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you wouldn't appreciate that if Did you, you actually getting, say that to I, them? Yeah, I was like, you wouldn't appreciate that, girls, if, you know, someone was calling you fat on the netball field. And um, they just got very defensive. I was like, you know. And then I was like, we're better than that. <laughs> I won't. I'm not going to go into it fully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I don't. 
they didn't really agree with me, but you know, maybe, maybe they realised that they were doing the wrong thing. And there was, you know, an, uh, a, a woman there that was probably maybe roughly like 50 years old too, and she was doing it too. And there's four and six year old girls running around that are hearing this behaviour. You know, these people they look up to yelling out bullying onto a football field. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? You know, you just, I think that's something that we really need to step up. Everyone needs to step up yeah. and call people out on it because they need to know when they're wrong and rude. That takes a lot of balls to do. Yeah, <laughs> good on oh, you for doing that. I'm just sick of it. Mm-hmm. Especially the footy. Footy is like the most, if you, even at yeah. AFL, you can just yell because there's no consequences. Yeah. No one's going to come over to you. And who cares if you went in or losing? It yeah. does not. It's the game. Does not just, validate yeah. any form of that bullying behaviour in mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, and, and even on the weekend in our game, our soccer game, the amount of stuff being yelled at by the supporters of the mm. other team was just. I laugh because again, coming from a higher level where it was all serious, yeah. come back to local level, and it's just like. Really? Like you got nothing better to do today? Like, like, what is it going to achieve? Yeah, and this is what a team. Is it really this is a team we're achieve? beating six-one. Yeah, and they're still yelling out stuff, and it's just like I, I don't have energy for that. Like, no, no. It's just small. Move on. And you know, I just I feel like there's enough going on in the world that you know everyone's like, oh, I'm against bullying, but are you doing your part? Mm-hmm. You know, we all need to step up and do our part. There's yeah, and kids don't need to see that. Yeah. They're very easily influenced. Mm, they don't need to see that. Especially at sporting fields. That's the people that they look up to yep. as well. And everything is a learned behavior. Yep. And they learn it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we just need to do our best and hopefully they don't see that behavior as much to learn it. Yeah. So would you say that that would be something that needs to be talked about more in society? I think it's something that is talked about mm-hmm. in society. I mean, especially with the 13 reasons why going on um Oof, that, that's intense i've only watched the first one um as in the first yeah. uh, series the second's even more season, intense. first season yeah I've, I've heard but yeah and i watched that with my parents when i was in argentina oh, really? and it was it was like <laughs> why are you guys watching this and uh, it was only intense for me because i've had friends go through it yeah and it just i didn't want to be in that feeling because mm. i already know what it's like so i obviously yeah. have seen that before whereas for them it was brand new yeah, right. And I mean, that's probably the shocker mm-hmm. as the generations uh, grow up. You know, we don't know what it's like for current 16-year-olds mm-hmm. in school. And if that's what it's like, then that is one hell of a horrible journey that kids are going on nowadays. Uh, so, you know, another thing I'd, I'd tell a 16-year-old is don't be afraid to talk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty daunting, like, talking to your parents and that. But they, you, you've got you've to talk about it to get any any form of solution because some things you just can't handle on your own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 a tricky subject, isn't it? Yeah, it was like you said before, like ask for help. Mm. Like allow that help to help you because yeah. I think at 16, it was, I was keeping everything to myself too. It was, it was always that being judged or yeah. I don't need any help. Like I'll just deal with it myself when it's like, no, nah, if you... If you talk to someone about this, you'll probably yeah. get through it. And being so young, you know, you think you know what's right and wrong, <laughs> but sometimes it's really good to actually get yeah. even an adult's perspective of what they view as right and, and what is wrong, uh, you know, in terms of friendships, relationships, yep. expectations that are placed on young kids these days as well. You, you really should be talking to someone, even if it's not a parent, you know, maybe a an older friend or... If we have older friends, older siblings, yeah. someone you feel comfortable with. 
And there is all those people at and teachers, schools now. You know, there's teachers, there's, I think they call them counsellors yeah. or guidance yeah. counsellors or something like that. Yeah. And and their teachers now would be, you know, around our age as well, even younger than us. So some of them would be very well experienced with yeah. what goes on. Uh, so reaching out to those teachers would, wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So would you say, is there something else that you think that should be talked about more in society today? Hmm. I still think I still think bullying is a huge one. Um, there is a lot going on with like women's consent and everything, which I think they're already doing quite a good job. But education, both on the women and the female, the ma- sorry, the males and the females in school, obviously needs to start young mm-hmm. to have an influence in their area because what they see at home is what's normal to them, mm-hmm. and everyone has a different life at home. Absolutely everyone. Yeah. And we all grow up with different things. We all yeah. see different things and it's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. There's many topics you could, you could target and talk yeah. about, I suppose, but it's just finding something that you're passionate about and trying to make a difference in that area, you know, either being a jack of all trades or really trying to make yeah. a difference in one area. And hopefully we can all change the world for a, a bit better. Mm. We all play our part and yeah. do a little bit and it all collectively mm. heals everyone. What's the worst thing that has ever happened to you mm-hmm. and how is that the best thing that's ever happened to you or one of the worst? Yeah. I, I Yeah. When we go through our life, there's so many things that we think are dramatically bad. It's like the end of the world. <laughs> um, one thing I did think was dramatically bad, I was incredibly lost at this time in my life. Uh, I remember I was kind of like given a bit of an alternative for the gym that I rented at locally, um, just with the whole network marketing thing. They weren't happy that I was involved in that. And it wasn't it wasn't even a decision for me to make because I, I had no control over what other people were doing in that company. Um, so I ended up leaving that gym. Which and was I, like the secure place where yeah, you had everything I had there. equipment, you yeah. know, and a shelter <laughs> and it was coming into winter. So I had absolutely nothing. I had lots of clients that I needed to train and it was going to get really cold outside. So there was a, a few weeks there where I didn't really know what the heck I was going to do. I was just outside and then um, I was very lucky that my parents, you know, moved their cars out of the garage and let me set up a gym <laughs> in their garage and that's where I... Um, Probably where I was still a bit rocky with, you know, am I doing this? And mm-hmm. that's when I, a few months or either months or a year later was when I met that guy that gave me that advice and then I decided to go full steam ahead with it and really give it a crack. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So it was the worst because it was like you were... You At the time lost. it was the worst. I was yeah. like, wow, I have no income, mm-hmm. no shelter, no equipment. Um, I had nothing. Yeah. And, that and was, I did not, after working for yourself, you're like, yeah. well, I can't go back and do a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a pretty daunting time mm. in my life. And then you had to go pretty much buy mm. all your setup and all, and yep. risk it pretty much. Yep. Yeah. You had to, it, it, equipment definitely isn't cheap. Yep. So <laughs> there is that initial outlay as well. And then, you know, hope that you can pay it off. Yeah. Hopefully keep doing it. <laughs> so um, if you lost everything today, Let's say for some reason the gym just blew away or whatever. Yeah. Like you, you lost everything, the house that <laughs> you just built. I think it bolted down pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think all these, these weights would fly away. But let's just say you lost everything. What would mm-hmm. you do? I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So after experiencing having nothing and trying to get my feet again, I suppose I would just do exactly the same 
as I did, but with the experience I have now, I would tackle it in a more aggressive way as well to get back to where I am and mm-hmm. even a bit better as soon as possible. Wouldn't be easy, but yeah. <laughs> That's Especially if I got nothing. Yeah. I suppose we'd be back to body weight circuits, wouldn't we? Hey, they still work. It's, it's still <laughs> fitness at the end of the day. Yep. <laughs> so if you had 30 days left to live and you had your current resources that you have right now, what would you do with those 30 days? Current resources. Mm-hmm. Okay, 30 days to live. Ah, wow. I suppose I would... Everyone would travel. Hey, I would just want to get in a van and travel all up the coast of Australia, take the dog, uh, take lots of photos for memories to leave behind, <laughs> make people sad that I'm gone, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I'm just going to make a wall, a shrine of Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> Added to the Polaroids we got up here. Uh, yeah, I think it would just be to be probably just see a bit more of Australia um, experience the ocean and the fresh breeze that comes off it if I only had 30 days left. Mm-hmm. It would be very sad, Carlo. It's it, a bit of a depressing question. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, well, why aren't you doing it now, Bianca? Because you never know how long you've got left. I know, but I'm yes. I'm I'm enjoying my life at the moment. Yeah. I My work doesn't feel like work, so I don't feel like I have to escape it, but I definitely would enjoy a bit more travel. Yeah. What is most meaningful to you in life right now? Uh, my relationships and friendships, definitely. Um, you know, they they you really have to appreciate them. I appreciate the friendships that I do have. I'm more of a person that will have a strong friendship connection with a few people rather than just having lots of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nurturing those and family, especially moving uh, into my own house recently, just keeping in touch with family as well. Because it's not just a everyday thing you see them. No, yeah. you got to make an effort. Is yeah. it now? <laughs> I'll come over, even though you're around the corner. Yeah, I know, I know. I suppose it's a bit, you know, because I've moved away many times and come back many times, but this one feels a bit permanent now. So you know, got to make that effort. It's it's a different lifestyle change. Yes. You've got a partner. It's yeah, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nice to have your own space mm. and everything. So how was it? Building the house, I know the stories, but... (laughs) Stressful. If I could put it in one word, I'd definitely say stressful and long. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you've got the house of your dreams? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very grateful for the house and everything that we have. Um, You've just got to have patience. If you ever want to build a house, it's patience. (laughs) Because it was your own design. Yes, yes. The the design, uh, the interior, you know, the colours, everything was what we picked, what I picked, I suppose, and didn't have a choice. (laughs) It was white everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but it's all worked out and it looks beautiful, very comfortable, cosy home. Yeah, that white's going to be amazing to try and keep coming, but um, (laughs) Uh, it's all the fun of it. Yes, it Um, is. If this was the last time you seen me and I asked you to teach me something tangible that I could use every day in my life to improve my life, what would you teach me? Hmm. You. Teach you something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting here right now and it's like, this is the last time I'm ever going to see you, Bianca. Leave me with something okay. <laughs> that can improve my life. Okay. Well, I suppose something that could help you and other people is, do you know how much water, how much H2O you should be having for your body? No. Okay, so... Something that's handy, because everybody's different, um, is just multiply 0.042 times your kilograms. 
Mm-hmm. So for a female that might be roughly, or anyone that might be around 60 kilos, then you really need like 2.5 liters of water. And every time you exercise, you need another liter. So that's something that anyone could take from this podcast and calculate how much water they actually need for their body to refresh and flush yep. out the toxins every day as well. So that's just throughout the whole day to yeah. have that amount or is yep. it before a certain time? No, or? just H2O every day so you can flush out your body. I mean, a body's a majority made of made up of water. Yep. You're trying to get that sentence <laughs> out. Um, so you definitely need to replenish it. I know it's tough in yep. winter, but... So yeah, what's we- the? do you have any tips around that? Like what... Is there any... Exercise so you're thirsty. <laughs> At one for one fitness is very more Um yeah, is there any tips like should you have just a water bottle with you that reminds you yeah, to have water. I mean, I've got my water bottle next to me right now, and so yep. do you. Uh, knowing how much your your bottle has, uh, one seven fifty mils. Uh, most people have like a liter bottle, and then really just making sure you have two or two and a half of those a day. Uh, I've seen some really cool ones though that sometimes have the times on them. And, you know, it's got like 8 a.m., 10 a.m. And actually... Oh, to drink that much yeah, by that time. Yeah, to drink that much yep. by that time of the day as well. But, you know, it could be different for everyone, obviously, according to your body weight. But it's certainly carry a bottle around, mm-hmm. 100%. I think filtered that, water. That Yes, I was going to mm-hmm. say, filtered water. It, guys, it can't just be liquid. It's no, water. Filtered water. Yeah. Coke doesn't, yeah. doesn't <laughs> count. Sorry, guys. But it's, but it's wet. Like it's, Yeah, coffee doesn't either. Yep. <laughs> You can sneak it in, but you got to have mm. more water because then that's dehydrates you. Yes. Yep. And tea as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What impact do you want to have on people and the world and the community? Hmm. A healthy impact. I just want to make their lives better. You know, them getting healthy is going to help them live longer uh, and them exercising and lifting weights, resistance training, you know, it's going to help them their bodies move mm-hmm. long-term as well. You know, you don't want to seize up as we grow and get older. If you don't use it, you lose it. You know, you've heard it all before and it's very true. So just keep everyone healthy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, trying to be the next bodybuilder. It's no. just... <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> it doesn't mean getting huge and no. gains. It's keeping fit, yeah. healthy. And I think that's what we're more about at One for One Fitness. It's just the movement aspect and uh, just just what you need, the functionality of exercise every day. Uh, and yes, we do weight training and we completely vouch for our weight training because everybody needs strong muscles. doesn't mean you're going to get huge. Mm-hmm. You need to work it and you need to be strong so that you can continue to move as we grow as well doesn't mean you need to get a six-pack just functionality as we grow if you keep fit and you work out that six-pack's going to yeah. be there and, it, you, it and you're good there. in the kitchen as well as like. long as you cook and <laughs> yeah. you're eating healthy yeah the health, the health comes into it it's a holistic approach guys. absolutely it's, it's not yeah. maccas and abs and no you can't out. train six days a week and eat maccas six days a week it won't work <laughs> i'm sure people will try and challenge you on that but oh. <laughs> I'd, please don't accept that challenge. No. <laughs> it's an eight-week challenge your body will not want. No, you just could not burn off those calories yeah. to be healthy. And I was listening to a podcast uh, on my six-hour drive yesterday, and it was talking about health and the density of your muscles mm. is determines how long you're going to live. Because if your muscles are deteriorating from a young age, mm-hmm. that's just going to cripple your body because that surrounds your, your organs and stuff like that. So I think it is important. It doesn't mean go to the gym and work out like Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's just doing stuff, like you said, 
a functional approach mm-hmm. to doing stuff. Stuff you're going to use every day. Because let's say you're in uh, a situation where you have to lift something up. Mm-hmm. Your kid's fallen over and you have to lift them up or not lift up a car. I was going to say that, <laughs> but I'm like... That's, oh, it's been done before. <laughs> yeah, am I going to be in that situation? Well, it would yeah. help if you're in that situation. But just stuff that you do every day, if you're doing those things and your body's... I guess the right word is functionable mm. in that way. You'll be able to perform that better and not hurt yourself. Oh, absolutely. And being able to move furniture on your own mm-hmm. as well. But having said that, just adding on to what you said there, uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know both male and females generally after 20, you know, it could be between 20 to 30 to be exact. We do lose our muscle. It decreases every year if you don't use it. And muscle is basically determines how fast your metabolism is as well. Uh, so, you know, ladies, if you ever try and compare yourself to how much your partner can eat, you're never going to be able to eat that much. <laughs> They've got testosterone, which builds muscle. Yep. Uh, so they male will a lot have a lot more muscle mass than females. But obviously, you know, that is going to keep your metabolism fast, which is going to prevent weight gain as well. So there's lots of benefits to weight training. Yeah, and you're touching on another point, which is don't compare yourself because your body's different yes, to the next every, person. Everybody's different. You know, we've all got different metabolisms. That's why someone can eat more than someone else. It really doesn't matter. It's just not a game of comparisons. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen something in the gym where it's kind of surprised you, a result or a change in a person's person's attitude, life? Yeah, many times. It's It's the females that come in that... You know you're going to get it, especially with young females. They'll come in um, super excited to get toned and everything and then they start lifting weights and then it usually takes between like two to three months and they get completely paranoid that they're going to turn into the Hulk. Oh, yes. <laughs> it happens yeah. every time. And some of them, you know, like 5%, they might drop off. They just aren't willing to persist. But the ones that do persist, you know, they turn around, they completely love it. They feel much more energized. They can see that they're actually starting to get toned now. Their body fat's dropping just naturally because they're lifting some mm-hmm. weights as well. Um, and then you've, you've got them excited about something else other than their body. They start to get excited about, you know, how strong they are, how much they yeah. can lift. Uh, and that's when we really start to make progress with people, especially females. Yeah, because it'd be a whole lifestyle shift. Oh, absolutely. And it takes time. Yeah. You know, especially... Like, I'm going to touch on females <laughs> yeah. again. We don't, we not have yeah. a high testosterone hormone. Yeah. So if you want to get lean or get toned, um, it's it's not a it's not a one month thing. It's not even a two what month do you mean, thing. Bianca, I, I swear I've seen a one it's, month program that can get you the booty that you want and the oh, abs. <laughs> we we can drop body fat in a month, yeah. but we we can't build up much muscle in a month. So we can chip away at your body in a month, but as far as long term results, if you want to change your body, your training is going to change your body, mm-hmm. but your nutrition is going to control your weight. Okay, so they go hand in hand, but, you know, it's going to take 12 months. And who wants to start a new habit that makes you feel amazing just to drop it in two months? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely something that hopefully is going to be lifelong for you. Yeah. So be making those habits a lifestyle. Absolutely. And that's why I don't go a bat out of hell and do like five sessions a week when you're starting. <laughs> just do like two or three. And then, you know, pick up the, the fourth one and then maybe just occasionally do that yeah. fifth one. And then also try different workouts and try yeah. different gyms to find what works for you Absolutely. and what you enjoy. You might find that you can go on your own to a commercial gym, um, but it might not be where you want to start. Like most people nowadays are, are doing similar stuff to us as well. Where they, wherever you are in the world, there's, there's PTs that do group training 
um, group classes or circuits out there where you can join as a group. And that's another thing. I, I definitely recommend giving like the, the group training and the small group training a go because you've got – if you're having a crappy day, there's like 10 other people in there to help lift you up as well. Yeah. There's a good energy and a good yeah, vibe about it. there is. And, you know, you can bounce off each other and, you know, we don't want you to compare. But having said that, a little bit of healthy competition, especially when you're on that assault bike, is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the assault bike. Yes. Or when you're boxing as well. Yeah. That's what I found being in here was just, I want to beat them. <laughs> yeah. Or, just, you know, just like be like, when you're feeling really tired, just, you know, you're gonna, you've got that extra 10 seconds yes. in you. Yeah. Just well. seeing everybody else do it, especially yeah. when we're doing boxing and there's... Um, I think in that class there was majority women um, and yep. then like I was tiring out and the women were still powering on and I'm like, no, Carlo, you can't slow yeah. down. It was my ego kicking in going, you're looking, come on, the girls are beating yep. you. But having said that, if the girls have been coming for a year, yeah. then, you know, <laughs> they're, they're pretty wanna, conditioned. Yeah. They are conditioned. Hence why when I finished my workout, it's I'm dead and they're just <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm going to go on and look after my kids now and do X, Y, Z and I'm like, I'm going home to sleep. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to nap after that. I'm ruined. <laughs> What is consciousness to you? Mm, okay. Um, I suppose consciousness. Like conscious is obviously being awake. But to the next level, I think it just means being alive. Like you can you can be a zombie and you can be awake and go through the motions. But just being alive and taking in the moment for what the moment is. You know, too many times we're distracted by our phones. So I've just learned recently just to put some boundaries down, you know, to appreciate time with friends, family, um, and Rover and the dog. (laughs) When I'm outside, try not to be on my phone. Um, And you'll just enjoy life a lot more because, like, you don't want to remember a memory from a memory from a memory looking at your phone. (laughs) You know, you want to remember it for what it is. So true. Mm. Yeah. It was definitely something on my little trip that I was taking all these photos (laughs) and I'm like, but I want to actually just look at this and admire it. I know, like how many times do we look at landscapes through our phones? And I bet when you look at back at that photo, if you ever even look back at that photo, it's not near as good as what it was in real life. Yeah. Was it even worth taking that photo? Like concerts. When people go to concerts, oh my gosh. We went to that Ed Sheeran concert earlier this year. 90% of that we're, crowd were filming were on the whole phones, thing. Yeah. Filming it. And Daniel and I were like, we are not getting out our phone. For the whole concert, and we didn't. We did not, and it was so good just to sit there and listen and appreciate uh, the music, and I feel like I got more out of that than if I looked through a lens the whole time. Yeah. Well, how many times are you going to actually look back at that you whole concert do. that you're recording? Never. It's, it, yeah. It's not worth it. I know the feeling. <laughs> so where can people follow you more? Social uh, media. So I'm on Instagram, just at Bianca Romeo, spelt Romeo. And our One for One Fitness is also on Instagram. And then we're on Facebook as well, just One for One Fitness everywhere. And our website is just oneforonefitness.com. Amazing. That's I'll have where all that I am. in the show notes. So <laughs> yeah. make sure you give them a follow. And if you're in Muldura, come down and try it out. Check have us a session. Out. Get pushed by Bianca. <laughs> Introduce us and tell us that you listen to it on uh, Carlo's podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Thank you so much. I just want to say, I just want to acknowledge you for being such a good friend in my life. We've been through a lot of ups and downs <laughs> with our businesses and organizations yeah. and everything we did. And um, we had an amazing experience together and mm-hmm. we've always kept in touch. And I love that about you. I love that you 
give so much to other people in terms of supporting them personal training it's something where you have to know your energy and you have to support someone Mm. in a lot of areas of their life it's not just their fitness it's they bring everything with them all the baggage so thank you so much for being that positive person and and doing your your thing for other people to lift them up thank you and thank you so much for having me on you're welcome it took more than I expected <laughs> to get you on, but I told you I'm an, in, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm just I need like six months' notice. <laughs> Literally, Bianca was like one of the first two people I wanted to get on. She's like, let's just let's leave it a while, like yeah. <laughs> but all good. Thank you so much. So thank you for having me and <laughs> waiting. <laughs> you're welcome. We'll definitely do it again soon. So thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Peace. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on our conversation. Hopefully you got some insights and values to raise your awareness. If you like the podcast, please like, share on social media and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. I would really appreciate it. You can also keep up to date on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, both handles are at The Conscious Podcast and also my personal account, which is at Carlo underscore Cirillo. Until next time, take care and be nice. <laughs>